0: Since everybody else is doing it, I'm going to do it this morning. Here is the best way to be healthy, wealthy, and wise in the new year. Study the Bible. Amen. (laughs) Oh, you don't think that's good enough? That's the Joel Osteen minute for today. Yes, that's what it is. Studying the Bible. So, what is study? Somebody give me a little definition of study. Okay. Since we're not awake yet... Here is what at the dictionary.com, I believe, said. Study is the application of the mind to the acquisition of knowledge. The application of the mind to the acquisition of knowledge. Very fancy words. But it is, in some ways, a systematic exploration of a subject, not just... Cursorily looking at the top of things, and sort of going, "Okay, now I get it," and moving on, like we do with a lot of things in our lives. It is a, a, a deep dive into what something means, what something is about, how it works, what it is, and so throughout throughout time. Um, Studying the, the, the scriptures has been very, very, very important. I mean, in the scriptures themselves, as Jennifer read in Psalm 19, it says, you know, that, that basically that the word of God or the law of God is sweeter than honey. That it's better than a lot of things. And, and, and actually, in a, in a period of time in history, and they may still do this in some of the Torah schools, is they would have some of the young students take a piece of the Torah, and they would dip it in honey, and they would make them eat it. To tell them, to remind them that it was sweeter than honey; that it was that it was supposed to be so valuable to them that they should that they should make it part of their of their daily life. We 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 believe that um, young boys in the Jewish tradition, um, sometime around the time of Jesus, that they that they were they were taught to memorize the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, that they would have it me- completely memorized by the time they were probably six or seven, that they would have every word committed to memory. Can you imagine? Five books of the Bible, the first five books of the Bible committed to memory. And, I mean, and they didn't, I mean, they didn't have, every, every boy didn't get to go home with, with, a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with a scroll, Right? I mean, there was one in if there was one. There was one in the temple, and that was it. They were probably being taught by a rabbi who was who was teaching it from memory. And so they learned it very, very well. They learned it very thoroughly, and so they would meditate on it. In the scripture, it says that you should meditate on it day and night. You should actually, you know, put it on your doorposts. That's a mezuzah, right? You you should wrap it around your arms, and they do that when they're when they're praying. Those are called phylacteries. The the word is very 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 important in 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 Jewish belief and teaching, and so of course because we come from a Jewish rabbi we we are we are the descendants in a sense of, of a Jewish rabbi coming and becoming the anointed one and becoming the Christ that that study for us is incredibly important, and it was so important that in in the time of the Reformation um, that was the big revolution was the printing press. And being able for, the, for people, average people like you and me, to be able to have a copy of the Bible, of the scriptures, in our own language, in our own home. I mean, before that time, it was the priests who had it all locked up, and it was either, you know, it was in the original language, it was either Hebrew or Greek, or it was in Latin. And so they were the ones who had to study it. And so whatever they told you, that's what you knew. But Martin Luther, especially, and all the Reformers then after him, really believed that each one of us should be able to use our own minds to study the Scriptures and to discern what it means and then what it means to us. And that's two different things sometimes. A lot of times what we do is devotional reading. We call call that study, but it's not really study in in a technical definition. We do devotional reading. And devotional reading is, I'm going to read this and I'm going to go, what does this mean to me? How do I apply this in my life? That's devotional reading and very valuable. And, and most of us should probably do that, you know, regularly. Maybe, maybe read the Bible every day for that kind of thing. But there's also study where you really, you go deeper. You, you, you read it, but then you, 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 you read other books about... That book of the Bible, or you, or you dig into commentaries, or you study the the words. You know, you, you dig in a little bit deeper to try to figure out what does this mean, and what did it, what might it have meant in the context in which it was written. And oftentimes, in, in in sermons, especially mine, you'll you'll hear me talking about the context of when it was written and what might have been going on there because it was written a couple thousand years ago and before that, our world is. In some ways similar, but in many ways quite different than what their world was. And so to to try to begin to understand what that's about, to study it, to really get in and and dig in, is is very, very, very important. And for us to know this book, for us to have some knowledge of it, is, is also hugely important, Because there are lots of people who want to just, you know, they want to just open the Bible and pull out one verse and say that's what it's all about. That's the whole and the content of of the entire Scripture is is this verse. And there's there's some good arguments for people who've studied the Bible from beginning to end and, and have looked at everything to say there are probably some verses where you could say we think this encapsulates the whole thing. When Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? He takes all of the Torah, all of what, was, what, what, what he knew of at that time, and he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those two commandments are like each other, and, and that's the heart and soul of what it means to be a person of God. And so there's, there's times when we can do that, but he had to know the whole of Scripture of what he knew at the time to be able to say that. And so, when we study Scripture, and then when we try to interpret it, what does it mean? We've got to we've got to weigh whatever whatever little passage we're reading against the whole of Scripture. And so, if you if you don't have some good idea about the whole Scripture, it's pretty easy to have someone just, in a sense, school you if they if they have a if they if they have a greater knowledge, or if they're just um, you know in your face about it. You know, they're, just, they're confident about that. It's hard to, if you're not confident about it. I would say most people that I run into who, who, who say that they're followers of Jesus, and then even people who, who aren't, will all, they will say to me, I'd like to know the Bible better. I'd like to know the Bible better. And then what happens at churches like Westminster is when we offer Bible studies, very few people show up. So there's a little disconnect there. We want to know it better, but we're often not really willing to put in, you know, the time. Uh, A number of years ago, uh, Shelton uh, she she teaches a, a course called the Disciple Course, and it's like a year long, I mean, it is a deep, deep dive into the scriptures. And there were about, I don't know, 12 people who, they stuck it out, man. And it was awesome to watch them learn and grow and discover things about the scripture that they'd never known. And to be challenged by that. And so that they could, fit, they could say, well, this, this is what I think it means. And then, and then they could have a better idea of, this is what I think it means to me. And so part of the way that we, that we study the Bible is, is through repetition. Repetition. We go over it again and again and again. In, in, in churches, you know, we have the church year, so we, we'll talk about Easter every year. We talk about Christmas every year. We, talk, we, we, we repeat those stories over and over and over again, sometimes because they're easy to teach. Some of them are easier to teach than others. And sometimes it's just because every time you come back to something, you can, you can learn something more. That's, that's where the great wisdom books are amazing. It's not just like you read it and you get one thing out of it. You can go back and read the same passage, you know, probably every month of the of each year, and maybe get a little something, something different out of it. And in fact, I encourage, I encourage you to, to, you know, if that's something you want to do, do it. Do something real simple. Take take a chapter of the Bible and read it once a month. You know, go to Romans twelve or something. And, and read, that once, read that once a month or, or, or read the first chapter of the Gospel of John. I don't care what it is. Pick, pick something that might have some meaning for you and read it once a month and just, and just write down in a journal, like, what, what, do I, what do I hear here? And then maybe go do some study with that, you know? Not just what does it mean for me, not just devotional reading, but then what does it mean? How does it happen? So in repeating it, it, it just becomes part and parcel of you. Had a, my, uh, my internship supervisor was a guy, he could, quote, chapter and verse. Like if you said, you could say like three words in a row from a scripture verse and he could say, that's blah, 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 blah. I was, I was always amazed by that. Um, I'll never get there. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never get to that point. I just, he just, I think as a young child, he was drilled and schooled in it in such a way that it just became part of his mind, that chapter and verse sort of thing. He knew where to go for those things. So, but repetition, repetition. And then concentration, you know, I mean, whenever we study you you need you need to set aside time you know and i know some people think you know some people believe they study better when they got music going on or they've got the tv on or they got this on whatever you do whatever you want i need to have like if i'm going if i'm going to actually learn something i i need to sort of be in my own little hidey hole you know and and blocked away from things at least for a little while to be able to to be able to actually study it and learn it so I encourage you to, to think about that. And then there's, just, and then there's comprehension, right? I mean, because you can read something and not have a clue. And a lot of times, I'll be really honest, I'll, I'll, go, I'll, I'll read Scripture even today, and I'll be like, I don't understand this. Not, not only do I not understand what it is for me, I don't understand what this means at all. And I really have to go dig deep to find some things. So comprehension, to work, work their comprehension and then there's reflection. I don't know about you but you know, oftentimes for me it's not it's not when I'm studying that I actually learn. It's later when I'm reflecting on it, when I go back over my notes. Or or when I'm, you know, when I when I'm in the shower or 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 when I'm just out doing something else and and something'll come to me. You know, it's that reflection. And and I encourage um, and, and most I mean, most great leaders in, in the world will say one of the things that they, that they will guard uh, with their lives is, is periods of time each week just to reflect on what has happened and what's upcoming. And so the same for study, to be able to reflect on what you've been reading and what you've been studying is, is incredibly important, not to, not to get more information about it, but just to reflect on what's in there and let it sort of be like a a great and wonderful stew that's sort of cooking, you know, and, and, and seasoning and, 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 and becoming better as you, as you learn and grow in that. Ultimately, the bottom line is we study, we study, and this is um, Richard Foster who wrote The, the Celebration of Discipline, which is all about, all about spiritual disciplines, and I, I encourage you to read it. Um, he said, We come to the Scripture to be changed not to amass knowledge. So ultimately, the, the goal of study, the goal of study, the goal of all the spiritual disciplines, really, is to be transformed. Like I, like I told the kids, I don't know if you heard that, to learn who God is, what God's about, what God's doing, but also then to, to discover who are we called to be? Who are we called to be? It helps move, in some sense, I mean, study, even though it's more of a head thing, helps, helps us move our faith from our head to our heart. When we reflect on it and when we, when we, we comprehend it, it helps it move it from our head to our heart. And that's why it's one of our marks of discipleship, read the Bible. We don't just mean read it, we mean study it. Get into it, understand it, grow in it, be challenged by it. Because that's, that, that means your faith is living and active. And, and that means that you have a chance of being transformed. So if you're someone that's been saying, you know, I want to get to know the Bible better, there, there are lots of avenues for that. And we offer, you know, we try to offer things like that. I mean, Right now, we're using this Believe curriculum, which isn't necessarily, even though it's, even though we, read by, we read the Scriptures, it's more about topical sorts of things. Like today, it's about studying the Bible, and we're going to continue to do that. But there are lots of other avenues, and, and that's something that we're trying to develop is our places where, where groups of people can really dig down deep in that study because we believe and we know throughout history that that is one of the greatest places for transformation is when people study the Scriptures, Because what we believe we're going to find there is we we are going to find who Jesus is and what he's about and what he wants us to do. Martin Luther said that the scriptures are the cradle that holds Christ. So when we study the scriptures, we're not reading some dead book. We are reading a living and an active word that is for us. And it is for us to study and to comprehend and to reflect on and to be transformed by. So, as we start this new year, I just I encourage you what, whatever that practice might look like, you know, a once a week practice, an everyday practice, whether, whether it includes the devotional piece and the study piece, whatever you can do to, to, to let the, the word fill you richly, I know it will bring a great reward in your faith. Amen. I'm going to read just as a little reflection. I'm going to read from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter two, verses uh, 6 through 13. I'd just love for you to just to close your eyes and just to listen to what Paul is, is writing here about wisdom. We do speak a message of wisdom among the mature. But not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they have, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except for the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught, us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words.